You unlock this benefit with the key of Patreon. Beyond is another dimension. A dimension of thought. A dimension of speculation. A dimension of mind. You're moving into a land of both waffle and substance. Of things and ideas. You've just crossed into the podcast zone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Stories Out Time and Space, our Twilight Zone retrospective and in you know absolute analysis no more definitive investigation of this series is ever going to happen again um at least not at least not in in the twilight zone um and now we are going to be talking about uh, episode two uh, of season one uh, one for the angels um an aging um stallman or huckster i suppose is is, uh, is approached by death uh, and given uh, an opportunity to hold off until he gives the sale of a lifetime or as he puts it one for the angels um however then a small girl is hit by a car and he then has the choice of giving that and giving up his life and saving the girl or staying on for a bit longer um so again that's so julian what are your thoughts then on one for the angels uh i think like the first episode this is also a weaker one um you know, this is a sort of play on death. We've seen mm-hmm. that sort of thing before. There's nothing wrong with it. Uh, and we see it again. I, I think in particular, you know, th- this concept of like, I'm a pitch man. First of all, we don't use that term anymore, right? He's mm-hmm. a street salesman. Um, the idea that like he's holding on for that one great pitch, you know, is a bit absurd. <laughs> Although the actor does a great job of selling it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and when he really is pitching death at the end to distract him from the kid. And I did find myself being touched by that, being, mm. being touched by the sort of basic humanity. Um, it, it, it is a little aged in the sense that, um, you know, like today you think, why are you sending your little girl up to this old man's apartment, you know, yeah. alone? <laughs> you know, like today, like, it's like he loves children. Yeah, that's a little creepy, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <coughs> I don't know if that's an indictment of our times, but yes, it it, <laughs> it definitely sort of felt that. Where I'm like, you know, this guy lives on his own. He's lived in this room, and he's this. He has this this job as a pitchman. <coughs> Yet all the kids sort of know him and hang out with him. I suppose it's a different time and that sort of thing. But um, I agree with your point about this being the weak one. Again, this is very much summed up in that 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 thing of like um he attempts to cheat death but then his humanity wins through because there's got to be a replacement and it's it's a very simple message however what i would say with this episode that i really enjoy is actually this the um how it's carried out sort of the actual sort of putting that into practice one of my favorite bits of this um is he's, he's looking to ways because the, the actors, well, I know him as sort of like you know, he's, he voiced all kinds of few Disney characters, and he's uh, I believe he played Clarence the Angel in in uh, It's a Wonderful Life. Um, so I've known him from these different things, but then he's trying to come up with something just this one thing that he's like, all right, well, look, because the de- death says to him, look, if you've got some big thing that you know could benefit humanity, then yeah, we could probably give you a bit more time. And he's trying to come up with this one thing. And he's like, well, I've never given a big pitch before. I want to do this. And the fact that death gives in is like, isn't great. But I do like the fact that when he does that and he tries to walk away and death just keeps appearing as he's walking down the stairs and stuff, it, it's done really well. Like it's, it's a really well put together 
technically it it just flows really well that you don't sort of go i'm pulled in at no point i'm going oh that's an edit that's an edit, whatever like they don't need special effects. They don't need anyone just puff, poof p- appearing out of nowhere. He's just there at the next, you know, as he goes around the corner, he's just at the bottom of the stairs. Or as he goes around the corner, he's now stood at the door frame and these sorts of things. Um, and I, I love that little bit of, of sort of like really simple idea, but, but, but technically pulled off incredibly well. Yeah, I agree. I, for me, what I like him on the staircase, right? Yes, I like going down. Yeah, he keeps disappearing. Yeah. 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 Um, for me, what stuck with me was the touching of the flower. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, we were talking before the show about sort of like uh, old school structure, right? It's just mm-hmm. solidly knowing how to write. And that comes through so much in these episodes that Serling knows how to write. And the standards on the show are great. Now, one cliche of the show is that anytime you have like a moment of realization, it's stretched out. Because you've got to pad it to fill 30 minutes, right? So this usually, like, I think to our current taste, we look at it and we're like, yeah, it's death already, you know? And, yeah. and, you know, this is a recurring theme on the show. Having said that, now when I watch movies, I think, you know, when you are in that situation, you should at least have a few lines where you get to play with the idea that the character doesn't know, but the, the mm-hmm. audience knows. That's fun. Um, just give us a few lines. You don't have to gild the lily or, or extend it like this. But sometimes I think in sort of overreaction to this in modern uh, cinema and modern TV, you just go straight to everybody recognizes it. And I think the touching of the plant and watching watching that flower droop and die, <laughs> it's, again, like you said, very low tech, but such a, such a simple visual shorthand to just prove Oh shit! You're dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that's what this, this, it continues throughout this episode because that, that's a great moment. This episode has got like you know a couple of sets and stuff, but it's a very uh, one of the things that you you know, you know I think this runs through the series of you and I have also be like the small stories, mm. and and this feels like a very small story. Like, you know, there's there's all these little moments, and in the grand scheme of things, in the whole universe, this little girl's life doesn't really mean a great deal when she's hit by the car. Yet to this, you know, to this pitchman, this gentleman, like it's, it's, it's his fault. He feels like it's his fault. Like, you know, cause death makes the point. Well, you know, I can't go back empty handed. Mm. I've come down here for a purpose. I've got to take back a soul or I've got to take back whatever it is. You know, they, they don't actually say, but, and I like that moment of sort of like to death. It's not, he's not being vindictive. This isn't a sort of like a gotcha moment. You know, it's not like he's like, well, you, but you got one over me. So now I've got one over you. It's not, it's not that. It's just a technicality, and it's that small story. Was like, well, convenient, really, more than anything. So I'm taking the little girl, and she, you've got until midnight. Um, and you say about the storytelling, I just, I just like the fact that this is, um, the the death in this reminded me of Neil Gaiman's death, mm. in just the pragmatism of it. Like, oh, people die. I'm here to claim that's all there is. There's something beautiful in that, but it's not. A, yeah. I don't do it for fun. It's what it happens. It just happens. Um, well, he's sort of a bureaucrat. I he reminded me of this. What's that Brad Pitt movie where he plays death? Meet Joe um, Black. Okay, yeah, um, better forgotten. But um, <laughs> he reminded me of that. I I, I kind of love the actor who plays death. I mm. think he sort of steals the show. 
and he he's very dispassionate, but he's very smooth. He's like a yeah. he's like a competent bureaucrat. I mean, he's he's almost like a uh, you know Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy version of Death or something yes. like you know. Yeah. Um, uh, I I will say that you know I I love the opening shot of the Robbie the Robot toys mm. and and there's the eye sticker on them. That's the only <laughs> there's an eye sticker on his his sort of dome, which is. Reminds me of the eye on the ophthalmologist in the first episode. And, and there is a sort of like eye motif throughout the Twilight mm. Zone. Um, I, I will say that in terms of like his bargaining with death, um, you know, it's clever. I get what you're doing. But one of the unfortunate side effects is like the implication that um, people kind of deserve it when they die. Like he says, like, I don't intervene in accidents, but... You can make the appeals, and the appeals are hardship, which is like to your family or your loved ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, does that mean that Palestinians don't really have loved ones? You know, like what does that mean? What does that mean for the Holocaust? Yeah, um, major importance. Like, oh yeah, people who die young, they're just not important, right? Unfinished business. You know, there is a kind of like, uh, you know. Bad, bad Christian kind of implication of like, though everything is in its place and the world is just right. Yeah, it's one of those things that from a story point of view, they're trying to give you three, uh, like say three get outs that the pitchman can't achieve. Mm-hmm. You know, it's clear that they've gone okay. Here's the three things. It's you know, are you good? Because that's the thing, isn't it? Like, okay, it, does your death incur such hardship that you know to those around you stuff and they said it makes no sense because there's the people that die every day that that it does but he's like well no i haven't got any family or kids and it, it's sort of it, it, they use it to hammer home who he is you know mm-hmm. he technically he's got no it sounds horrible so he's got no worth he's got no family and kids and they're not that that important i actually i actually went off on one about something about the similar recently but like you know he hasn't got any family so he's not going to be hardship is it does, is he going to do with anything of import for humanity? Well, no, he's a small person because they keep referring to him as a little man, don't they? The the, 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 the narration refers to him as a little man, and then is he going to have any unfinished business? And that's where he hits him. And goes, oh yes, I've never had a big pitch, and it's almost like death almost has sympathy for him. And he's like, all right, I'm going to give you this one, but you've got to go and do this big pitch. Um, and it's it, it is almost a little bit unkind because there is that thing of he's going ha, and now I've caught you out because I'm never going to pitch again which makes me almost immortal sort of thing. Um, and it's like, well, I could, you know, maybe you could have said, well, if I'm not taking you, I've got to take somebody else. Well, you know, it's a, that's the way it works. And that's held until he sees the little girl. So it's not, it's not, it's not played as a gotcha moment, but it's a clear sort of like, Oh, you didn't read the fine print mm-hmm. of this scenario, which is again, that bureaucratic sort of approach. Yeah. And I thought the sort of like appeals are very bureaucratic. You yeah. Know? Um, yeah. I mean, I did, I, I do want to say about the the sort of his choice to um, die instead. It is very heartwarming. And I think mm. that, you know, Sterling has characters who are just mean bad guys, you know. Um, but, you know, the world has those people in it. But there is a kind of like Americana to the Twilight mm. Zone, um, you know. And uh, I will say, you know, I'm touched by his decision. Like, of course. You, I, you know, I would, I would make that same choice. Yeah, like, I want to live, but, you know, this little girl has her whole life ahead of her. You know, of course, I'll do the right thing. It's the way he does it as well, though. Like, you know, it's the fact that he basically just walks off, grabs his pitch. The only thing he can do, because mm. he gets given this time, it's the only thing he can do. Like, you know, 
it, it, there's no heroic moments. There's no sort of like big bombast. It's all right. Well, the only thing I can do is you've got to take me in in, in turn. You, you've got to take me in instead. And so he grabs his suitcase and he opens it up, and the guy's like, "The de- death is sat there, and there's nobody around. Like, who are you selling to?" And you know, being as experienced, well, they'll come, they'll come. Don't you worry. There's always someone. There's always someone. And then he ends obviously selling to death, but it's the only thing he can do. And he's like, you know, if this is all I can do, then this is what I'm going to do. Like, I can't. There's no super heroic moment. This is all I've got to give. And I kind of find that sort of heartwarming as well. Like, you know, whatever, this is all I've got. And so I'm going to give this. And then he gives that pitch. Um, and it's, But it's done with humour as well. Like, I like mm-hmm. the fact that it's not done with melodrama. It's not done with, which makes it more heartwarming. Like, the fact that, like, death's getting, like, you know, his ties undone. And he's getting <laughs> sweaty. And he's like, hey, right, I want more of these. How, you sell what? These ties? These sound amazing. I'll take five of them. And he's like, you know, by the end it comes back and like he's got all these ties draped over his arm and he's bought all this other crap. And it's like, <laughs> I, I'm digging that, that like death has fallen for it. And he's like, yeah, that was a, as he says, sort of like one for the angels, that big mm. pitch. Um, do you think death did it on purpose? Yeah, well, this I was going to say this, uh, that my theory is, like, I, I do find it charming how enthralled mm. death is by this pitch. Uh, of course, it's totally ridiculous. But yet, this is my theory is this is all planned by death from yeah. the start, right? And that this is to get him to make his peace with mm. death. Uh, but it's also to get him to recognize that, yeah, he was a small man, but that he lives on in those children that he loved. And that he, you know, one of the earliest scenes is him distributing these toys to these mm. kids and he's not charging them, you know? So clearly, he was a salesman. He was scraping by. I do kind of feel like Rod Serling, you know, like, you know, is like, this is my version of death of a salesman, you know, (laughs) insignificant figure. Um, But yeah, I do. I do think, you know, it's all a scheme. And and he realizes that, you know, the sort of old cliche, but it is touching in this episode of sort of we live on in the people who we touch. And yeah. and I identify with this, you know, you might want to be the best writer ever and, you know, the battle rock star. Mm. But at the end of the day, it's the family and the people who you've touched that, you know, you live on through. No, no, you I agree? Do. Oh, no, I do. I totally. And that was my point. I, I honestly think and, and I took there were, there were two parts. I think that exactly because death goes. I like when death is. Oh, I've, I've ne- it's never happened in all the millenniums. So like it's never happened. And money's like, oh my god, I've missed the appointment. And I was like, oh, you've totally done this on purpose. <laughs> um, and I, but I love that that like you say, up until this point, like I say, he's been so bureaucratic. He's been so straight down the line. Like there's no feeling in it. But he's willing to do this. But it, I think there's, it's almost like you know, I wouldn't want to say a test. But you say, I love the this idea you say about him acknowledging and and, and begin to understand that he lives on in these children. But more than that, it, the fact that like um, it's, the, it's the way it's conveyed at the moment, sort of the the pitchman. I wish I remember the character's name, but he says, um, you know, he says, okay, I'm, I'm coming with you. He says, is it is it up? And the, the, and death says, oh yes, yes, you made it. Mm. And it's like that last act was, you know, is almost like, you know, that's your clincher. Yo, you've got no worries. Like you've done something. You know, you you were so selfless. Like you acknowledged the you know the value of life, and you gave yours for this. It's such a touching moment. And then, like I say, it's, it's so small and so simple. And they just walk off down the street. And the thing I love more than anything is he takes his suitcase with him. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I'm like, that bad boy's going to heaven and or wherever it is. And he's going to be he's going to be pitching the moment he gets through those pearly gates. 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, so no, it's it's a it's like you say it's a it's a slightly it's it's still not a barnstormer, but there's a sentiment to this that I think people probably wouldn't like today. It's a final thought. Like, I I can see people being saying, "Oh, this is a bit cringeworthy or it's a bit too sentimental," but I really enjoyed this episode. I think it's it's, it's well acted and it's it's technically well um, structured and carried out. So I, again, I'm still loving this series. Final I agree. thoughts. It, it it is heartwarming. I mean, I find myself choking up at at, at that that concept uh, and at that story. And having said that, I still think it's a it's a minor episode. You know, it's mm. still. Uh, but that's the power of the Twilight Zone. Mm. Okay, well there you go. Final thoughts on that episode. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for joining us for One for the Angels. Uh, on the next episode, we will get to the next episode. We'll be getting to the next episode of the Twilight Zone. So, ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening, and we shall see you in the next episode. <laughs>